All right, I warned you that we would be back. Much like James Bond, we have returned, and this time I have with me the Longbox Crusade guys, who are also part of On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, of course, and that would be Pat Delvin and Jason, and you guys have also seen the new James Bond movie now, and much like I posted on Friday, my instant reaction, I kind of want to get your instant reactions. I'm going to go around the horn and get each of your sort of like just quick, you know, what's on your mind about it. How did, you know, did you like it? Did you not like it? And we're going to be spoiler free for the first little bit. If we decide to do a little spoiler at the end, we'll give you a nice big warning before we go into spoiler space. So, let me start with Jason. Uh, you have seen it a couple of times already, right? Just general impressions, and what, what did you think about it as Daniel Craig's finale? And it's just as a James Bond movie. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Van. I have seen it twice now. I'm going to go a third time tonight. And right off the bat, I'll say I absolutely love this film. The bar for me was set very high, especially after Spectre, which I felt was a mediocre movie. I guess I should say what I didn't want first. What I didn't want was Daniel Craig's last movie to be similar to, say, Diamonds Are Forever, which is a good movie, but not one that I think I would want to go out on if I was the actor playing James Bond. Definitely didn't want it to be A View to a Kill, and I darn sure didn't want it to be Die Another Day. This, I think, is... No, I know. This is the best exit any James Bond actor has ever had from his film franchise. Um, initial thoughts off the bat. Another thing, shout out to uh, your uh, co-host there, uh, Alan. Alan um, tisk tisked me because I did not read the James Bond novels, uh, all the Ian Fleming Bond novels. So I have spent the summer uh, correcting that mistake. And Wow. As of just before going to see this movie, I read the novel from Russia with Love. And that novel, the timing was perfect because that movie borrowed a lot from that novel. And most of the best Bond movies, as we know, um, have some heavy doses of Fleming in there. And this one does as well. So for anybody that's listening, if you've seen the movie and you haven't read the novel or it's been a while, might be a good opportunity for you to go out and, and read that novel again or if you want to read the novel quickly before going to see the movie, might not be a bad idea because there's a lot of influence in there. And it, that really enhanced my enjoyment uh, of the film. So I will say that off the bat. And then I'll just close it up, um, uh, just kind of close it up with this. This was a brave movie. Uh, Daniel Craig's run was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And we've talked about that at some length. And I'm sure we'll talk about it more in detail as we go into it. Was this a perfect film? You know, maybe not, but it was daring. And I think that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see something daring, and I got it in spades. And uh, when I saw it for the second time last night with my son, you know, I kind of went in a little trepidatious because, uh, you know, the first time I, you see it as a Bond fan, you don't necessarily trust your instincts. But having my son who's just now watching all the Bond movies with me come into it. And I said, what did you think? He's like, I absolutely loved it. That was validating for me. So I know the two generations of, of Bond fans um, uh, found this movie to be very satisfying. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the third watch because I know I missed some stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I picked up stuff on the second watch I didn't see on the first watch. And I'm, I know there's more, more layered in there. 
that I'll catch on a third viewing. So I'll shut up and let the other guys speak. But overall, very positive reviews from the Weasel Skull here. Awesome, awesome. I two things really quick that you I that's interesting about from Russia with love. I've read that book too. I detected a lot of Honor Majesty's Secret Service references. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there really was a lot of more callback than I first realized. And also, you made me think about this, that I've seen a couple of reviews that said, you know, that didn't like this movie and said this is just evidence that they should end James Bond, just not do any more James Bond. And my reaction to that is, if you don't like James Bond movies anymore, don't don't watch James Bond movies anymore. Don't take them away from those of us that want more James Bond movies. That's that's a weird reaction to me is to say, I didn't like something, so they should just not do it anymore. I mean, you know, I, I don't like afternoon soap operas, but I'm not going to deprive all the folks of America that like their afternoon soap operas of those. I just don't watch them. My gosh. So anyway, so that was weird. Um, Delvin, let me go to you next. You you have thoughts on, on No Time to Die. I was... The first person to have seen it out of the Long Box Crusade crew, and it was a complete fluke. It was one of those, uh, I got an email, and it's like, hey, you want to go watch No Time to Die? I'm like, yeah, I know Miranda, my wife, and I do want to go watch it. And so I was like, oh, looks like it's available today, Thursday evening at 5.30? Wow. Okay. Why, why not? So went and checked it out, and as soon as the movie ended, Miranda, like she normally does when we watch movies, asked me how, what did I think? And I was kind of like, I I don't know. In that it was, to use Jason's word, it it was bold. It was, a good way to put it is, and obviously I'm no insider, and I don't know Daniel Craig from, you know, Adam Housecat. But I know that people have kind of, been really hard on Daniel Craig and his take on James Bond saying that, you know, he doesn't have that love and that affectation for James Bond. Well, somebody did. And Daniel Craig obviously was a part of that because just there were so many touches that were thrown throughout that even someone who has relatively recently gone through all of the movies, such as myself, I picked up on and smiled. You know, particularly one phrase that started at the beginning and wound up at the end, um, and also the closing credit song too. Um, all of that was just such a wonderful tie-in, and so I think that Daniel Craig was able to kind of make his definitive statement on what he thought James Bond was and what he thought it should be, and very quickly about anyone making comments about they shouldn't make any more James Bond movies, I would say, what the heck are you talking about? (laughs) It would be one thing if they continue to try and use, say, the Sean Connery, Dr. No, James Bond, who was just misogynistic, a little bit chauvinistic, and and just kind of a dinosaur. But they addressed that back in GoldenEye. When the Dane came on and she had a very frank conversation with Pierce Brosnan's James Bond about what she thinks James Bond is. And since then, they've moved from that. And man, it was it was a fantastic movie. It, outside of even just the James Bond universe, it was a fantastic movie. I, I wouldn't know what else anyone would want coming into the movie theaters and watching a feature length film. It was really good. Let, uh, Pat, I'm going to go to you, but I, w- I have a question now that I love that you guys always make me think of stuff, and I'm going to ask all three of you right quick. Does does any one of you think 
I'm how to put this. I said that this was the best Bond since Casino Royale. It's the they're different. Casino Royale and this movie are different movies in ways that I'll that we can talk about when we get into our detailed review coming up in the next few days. But they are different movies. They're very different movies. But that being said, they're both I think very very good. So what I'm wondering is, does anybody think that Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, or Spectre? are better than this than No Time to Die. Does any one of you want to say that one of those three was better than No Time to Die? I'm really curious about that. Because I know that we probably uh, love Casino Royale. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pat. I, I would say no. Um, leading up to it, Skyfall was my favorite. Okay. Um, and I'm probably on the, the rookie agents, the rogue agents. I'm the Craig supporter, probably, out of the, all of them. Um, I definitely love Craig. Uh, and the series that he was doing. So uh, Skyfall was my highest. This is my best one now. Uh, oh, wow. You know, this is, it really put a, a bookend to Craig's series here. It, you know, his beginning with Casino was awesome. You had some decent ones in between, and then you have the final end here. Uh, just a phenomenal movie for me. After, after seeing all of them all the way through, I really think the Craig era was a time capsule of bond itself um you know mm-hmm. you, you get to see the you know him work his way through the service and i i really like that it's like looking at it in an alternative universe you got to see a story from front to, to end here when you really think about it and i'm really i really want to go back and watch them all now again just to see the the thread that was being weaved through it all yeah van i think that's in my opinion, I think Skyfall could come close. Besides Casino Royale, I think Skyfall could come close because they didn't they didn't shy on the runtime of any of the <laughs> Daniel Craig movies. And if anything, maybe it was kind of an apology because if you're putting out a movie once every two years, if your movie's an hour 45 minutes, everyone's like, okay, or right at two hours, it's okay. But these movies are usually about the 220, 230 time frame. And they let them breathe a little bit. And I especially think that this one needed to breathe a little bit because it was supposed to come out in February 2020. And then all of these delays and all the madness with COVID-19 and everything came. And of course, there were reshoots because they had to reshoot due to some of the technology already becoming outdated in a year and a half. So you had to bring actors back onto the doggone set and do that again. So it absolutely was a labor, but clearly a labor of love too. Yeah. I, I think so that gave, I don't want to discount any of that, but I do think that Skyfall was a very good movie as well. It, and it would be close to No Time to Die, in my opinion. Okay. I think maybe giving that the extra time really helped probably this movie move along and you know, doing whatever they did to get this edited and, and tweaked it really to how it turned out. In two hours and 46 minutes, it went by pretty fast for me, and I was enthralled in it. And my wife went along with me to watch it. She really enjoyed the movie as well, and she's not a big Bond fan, but she enjoyed it. She was like, you know, I, I can't say a spoiler about it, so it's really, she liked it. Yeah, I mean to answer your your question, Van. Um, yeah, this was the best one since Casino, definitely. And I think there were reasons, you know, production reasons, legal reasons. Um, we talked about runtime. I think Quantum was a little bit shortchanged in the runtime. Uh, 
you know, and I think a lot of that had to do because of production and legal reasons that were going on at the time. So there were things life interfered to some degree with the storytelling overall. But as I look back on it, I think the first two movies, there were basically three women in the Daniel Craig Bond's life that he loved. Um, there was Vespra, there was M, and there was uh, Madeline. And so your first two um, were focused on Vesper, your middle one, M, and the last one um, was Madeline. And so from that storytelling aspect, I think this worked really, really well. Good stuff. So do you guys want to do a quick little bit of spoiler space material, or should we save it for the big show? Is there a consensus? Anybody have something you're dying to say spoilery? Well, I guess, you know, I'll just say if we're going well, to go spoiler. If we're going to, I'm going to hit the alarm. So, all right, we're going to go spoiler space. If you haven't seen the movie, eject, eject. Okay, we are in <laughs> we are in spoiler space. Jason, go ahead. Okay, so we're in spoiler space. One of the reasons why I really liked the end, and to those who um, say, you know, oh, this should be the end of James Bond, again, if you read the novel From Russia with Love, this is how From Russia with Love ended. It, uh, uh, it, oh, I, you know what? I said the wrong one. It was You Only Live Twice. You Only Live Twice was the... Oh, give back your card. Oh, yeah, yeah. You Only Live Twice was the novel that I just just read. You Only Live Twice was was the one where he, um, you know, the the haiku that he comes with is you only live twice, once when you're born, once you when you look death in the face. Hmm. And at the end, that's what he was doing. He looked death in the face. And at the end of the novel, he's blown off into the water. He suffers amnesia, and that's the end of the book, uh, which sets up his return and the man with the golden gun. So they left it just similar to how they left the end of um, You Only Live Twice. So I thought that was quite brilliant. They, you know, for those of us that, the, the, for the Bond fans, you see the path. You, can, you see a possible path out of this, which I thought was, was a brilliant way to go. Um, and then we talked about the Honor Majesty Secret Service. Of course, when he says we have all the time in the world, yeah, yeah. alarms go yeah, off. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to die. Yeah, the minute <laughs> so he said that, I'm like, oh, man. Somebody ain't making it, you know. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, when they kill Felix, you're like, okay, that's the, that's the one to go. Um, but, you, you know, uh, obviously, there's... It's, the movie's like, hold my beer. You know, there's, <laughs> there's more death. Vodka martini, but yes, point taken. <laughs> Del- Delvin, you have a, do you have a spoiler? I love the, the weapon that they had. It yeah. wound up being such a great plot device yes. to where at the end, at the end, the only, I mean, of course he saw all of the shutter doors start closing again, but like what he had stopped for was, um, I'm not going to remember Matilda's, uh, her doo-doo and as soon as he did it my wife said oh he's gonna die and then the whole plot device of he was injected with nanites that he couldn't even see his yeah. daughter or his wife ever again or he would kill them yeah. was oh yeah, and, just... it, and it was basically a, a superhero story at the end because even despite that, he did everything he could to finish the mission. He never stopped trying to do that. And even and and I thought that he was going to do something like callous, like, you know, say something really mean and cruel to Madeline that would make 
her hate him and something. And but he didn't do that. Instead, he just flat out, you know, Mitch said that he loved her, and it was a really, really touching moment. And that weapon just added to it to where you could have thought it was contrived, but it wasn't. It was just a very uh, nicely woven plot point. Hundred percent agree, Pat. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Delvin, on that. That was a cool weapon to have and just how it started to mess with everybody else and oh man heart-wrenching and for him to say that he loved her i think that was great just on the character moments that were being built with this that it was hard for him to say that you know and then he's finally able to tell her how he really feels feels about her you know in the beginning we saw that it was kind of he didn't want to say much open up and then he finally does at the end and Oh man, this this movie is just so it's great. <laughs> oh, one last observation too for yep. like got my goose flesh going was when M reinstates him as a as a double O when they're having that discussion. You could hear Lee at first coming in the the Honor Majesty Secret Service theme playing. It it evoked in me that response to like when Clark Kent become Superman and you hear that John Williams music in the background, you know, it's, that's how mm-hmm. I felt when he got his double O and they're, they're playing, dun, 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh yeah. Yes. That song, right. Yeah. I tapped Mira when that song was playing. I said, do you recognize that song? She's like, Oh, of course. <laughs> <That's me." laughs> All right, gang, any final thoughts? We're going to wrap up here. Quick second, last second thoughts. Bold. It yeah. was, they pulled all the stops and which is exactly what you needed to do. At this point in time with James Bond, it was really good. Yeah, I think it's a great finale to Craig's season on as being a Bond. I, I, it's really cool to see that they actually did it, where with the others, it was always kind of open-ended. Yeah, It was You Only Live Twice, folks. Don't read from Russia with love before going <laughs> to this movie. Read You Only Live Twice. And fi- yeah, the, the final words uh, that M evokes it is eulogy at the end directly from the book. That was the eulogy they gave wow. uh, James Bond uh, in You Only Live Twice. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and I thought it was deep. It was deeper than most Bond movies, even deeper than some of the recent ones. And and, and I just thought it, it actually, there were no places where I'm like, oh, this is contrived. This doesn't really make sense. It was just like a solid, grown-up movie from start to finish that had James Bond as opposed to a wacky James Bond movie and we just kind of have to say well it's a James Bond movie just overlook that you know this was just a solid deep profound movie so all right gentlemen thank you so very much we will be back the uh, on her magic secret podcast will return over the next few days with a lot more to say about this really remarkable movie This has been a White Rocket Entertainment production.